Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Phil from Software Consulting Services. Phil, it's really nice to have you on. Pleasure to be here, Brad. How are you doing? Absolutely. I'm doing really good today. How about you? I can't complain. It's uh, it's almost the end of the year. so Absolutely. I'm really excited for today's discussion. Maybe for the audience, you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, about your company, who you are, what you're up to, all that stuff. Certainly, Brad. Thanks. My name is Phil Curtolo. I'm the Vice President of Sales at Consulting Services. That's the full name of our company. But most of, our, most of the folks in our industry know us as SCS. We, our industry is newspapers. That's the customer base that we service, but we write software. We're a software company. And as you might imagine, being, being a vendor that serves the newspaper industry, there's lots of fear and uncertainty and doubt around the future of our industry. But from the inside, it's not anywhere near as dire as, as the whole world would have you believe. So newspapers are actually still quite healthy, and they rely on services and software that we provide to, to stay that way. I love it. That's awesome. And you're telling me a little bit about how you go about sales and prospecting and all that stuff. And a large component of that is personalized notes, letters to folks. Walk me through what that looks like and some of the thought process of how you've developed this process. Sure. I've been at SCS for 20 years. And being that we are a pretty niche audience, a pretty niche industry, it's not huge. There's not a ton of new prospects and new newspapers pop day to day. So it's a lot of repetition. It's a lot of a very personalized outreach for me. I am the salesperson at our company. We do not have any others underneath me. It's just me. So what I've basically developed is a sort of a a very passive yet aggressive method of keeping in touch with folks. And I use a couple different channels to do it. Of course, the phone is a good one. I use I use LinkedIn quite a bit as well. I use email, of course, and I use traditional letters in the mail. I put a lot of stuff in the mail. We can vary between something like a postcard or just a letter, like a, a typed letter. And I would love to I would love to write it with like penmanship, but my penmanship is so awful. I couldn't even read it. So the best I can do is sign it. But I find that to be really effective. I find getting something in the mail to be extremely effective. And I think the transition from email is now the place where things go to die, where it used to be you put something in the mail and had a stack of envelopes that they would just throw out and not even look at. And I feel like new emails getting that way. Where yeah. We're just getting bombarded with spam. Tons of them every day. It is. There's just something about picking up a letter that's written and addressed to you starts personally. And that's, I think that's very important. And just having that physical thing with some material that came along with it. So I have a lot of case studies that I'll send out with those letters. You have some props that I'll sometimes send along with stuff I put in the mail. I was mentioning to you before we have a, a stuffed frog. It's our mascot. And it's got our logo on it. It's not very large and it fits in a normal sized envelope, a letter envelope, like eight, eight and a half by 11. And I'll stick a little note on the end of that, the tag that's on it that has our logo on it. And I'll put something corny on it that says hopping to talk to you soon or hopping to hear from you soon or something really corny like that. But it, it stands out and it really stands out. And my follow-up is always, I hope you got the frog that I sent you. And how many stuffed frogs do people get in the mail? It's I don't think I've ever gotten one. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love it. Super cool. So how do you decide who to reach out to and when and how many do you send? Like, what are some of those details? So again, I think for our market and for our industry, it's it, there's really not a whole lot of mass anything going on. I don't send out thousands of letters at a time. It's really targeted. And I'll send out one or two specifically a week or a month even. How I go about and who I decide to reach out to, it all ties back to research I do about our So I mentioned before, it's not as bad as people think it is. There are actually a lot of internal acquisitions going on in our industry. Where like properties, newspaper titles are passing from one owner to another. And that's an opportunity for me to reach out to the new owner, uh, particularly if it's an existing customer, if they're using something that we provide. It's an opportunity for me to reach out, introduce myself, introduce our company and say, hey, you use this from us. Did you know we can also help you with this and this, whatever the other things are. And I think that part's universal. Keeping in touch and following along with what your customers are doing and what's going on with them is a great opening for a salesperson to reach out to customers. It isn't, it isn't just a, hey, I want to sell you this thing. It's a, hey, I saw this in the news about you. That's really cool. Did you know that we can help with that? Whatever it might be. I love that. Super so tab on who's doing what and what's happening in the industry. And then when you see one of those strategic points in which there's change going on, there's an update, et cetera, then you're like, boom, perfect time to send this person a letter. Yep. And it might not, it might not even be a, an ownership change. It might be a personal thing where someone I know was promoted in, within their company or they've switched jobs and now work for a different newspaper. It's just all an opening for me to reach out and congratulate them on whatever it was that they accomplished and remind them that I'm still around and that our company can still help them with stuff. Yeah, totally. How do you keep track of all that? Is it just going through a list of people you're watching on LinkedIn or something to that effect? It's tricky because there's really no formal database out there where that sort of keeps track of who's where. It is a lot of work, but we do have two industry-specific newsletters that are sent, both email. One of them is actually a magazine that's sent out monthly. And I rely on those to find breaking news about the industry. And I read those pretty thoroughly. Ah, I see. Okay. So you tab on that, what's going on, and then do a little bit of LinkedIn. And I imagine there might be like notes in the CRM about other people too and all that stuff. So nice. And then when you actually put the letter together, what does it say? What's the content? How long? All that stuff. So the length is pretty simple. I always try to keep it to one page, front side of a page, and that includes the letterhead on top. So it's maybe three to four paragraphs tops, um, probably 12 to 15 sentences, generally speaking. I guess it could get longer depending on the context of, of what it is I'm sharing with them or reaching out to them about. But uh, the gist of the letter is the opening paragraph is the congratulations on the new thing that you've done, whatever that new thing is, new job, new ownership, whatever. Um, the second paragraph is a reminder of what we do for them currently or what we'd like to do for them going forward. And then the third paragraph will explain what it is that's included in the letter. So there's usually a case study or a piece of product information. And the third paragraph just says, hey, here's some info that I thought would be valuable to you. The most important one, and this is, I think, the key to this, and it's really not limited to letters. It's really anything that you do in reaching out as a salesperson. The final paragraph is that call to action. It says, I, and here's the way I go about the call to action. It says, I'm going to call you on 
this date. And I think that part's really important because it sets the next step immediately. And they can ignore the call, of course, or the email, whatever it is. And it's, and I won't say I'm going to call you. I'll say I'm, I'll follow up with you on this date. And then I'll follow that up with, if you'd like to speak with me before then, you can reach out via email or call me at this number. But I always do follow up on the date that I say I'm going to follow up. I think that part's key because it establishes that this is not a cold email that was randomly generated. This is me physically writing this to you, sending this to you, and following up when I said I would. And it establishes right out of the gate that when I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I live by that in, in sales. I think that's extremely important. Absolutely. I love that. And it makes it very personal. It's not like some random letter machine spit out and all that. So love it. Do you sign them too, or, or just sign off? In the... Yeah, I do. I sign them. It's the, so what I'd love to be able to do is actually physically write the letter, but my penmanship is so horrible that the best I can do is just sign it with my signature. Otherwise, I don't think anyone would be able to read it. I can barely read my own writing at this point. I should I should have been a doctor. I would have been would have been ready to sign off all that stuff with the the EKG like scribbles. Hey, there you go. I recently had an eye exam and I was trying to read this eye prescription and it was all like scribbled and yeah, it's it's fun. But yeah, I like the fact too that there's like a call to action that's easy to accept. Like they're going to get a call from you, just pick up the phone. I was curious about that because it might be hard to get someone to write you a letter back or something or take some kind of proactive action, but you're kind of taking the action for them and all they have to do is pick up. That's very nice. Yeah. And I, again, I think that's important. Like you said, it keeps it really simple for them. I'm not asking them to jump through hoops. I'm just asking them to be at their desk on that day. And if, like I said, if they're not there, I always leave a voicemail too. If I say I'm going to call them, I will leave the voicemail on that first outreach attempt. I won't leave additional voicemails though. Um, Cause I just find like, I find that to be extremely annoying. I'll leave one and then I'll follow that up with email, LinkedIn, and a couple of other options to reach out and remind them that I was going to follow up with them and that I'd left them the voicemail and that I'd sent them a frog in the mail and that sort of stuff. I love that. What usually ends up happening that I imagine like sometimes they pick up, sometimes they don't. Maybe they respond like three messages in or something, but are they warm by the time they respond because of the letter and all that stuff? They are, when I am able to connect, and I'm not going to lie and say that it works every time because it certainly does not, but when it works, it really does work. And it, working for me is just them picking up the phone. I don't, it doesn't need to lead to a sale. If it does, fantastic. But if nothing else, I've established a relationship with that person, just even if it's a small relationship, but I've been able to make contact with them, introduce myself, explain what our company does. And then that goes into their Rolodex. So I dated myself with that one. That goes into their phone, their phone information, where their contact info in their phone, and they can reach out to me in the future. But in the rare occasions that it's a knocked out of the park Grand Slam home run, it, it works beautifully. And I can tell you the best example of that working was about a year and a half ago. There was a new player in the companies called Cherry Road Media. At the time, it was, I want to say, June or July of 2021. And this new ownership group came in and bought up a couple of very small newspapers. And I read the note about that, read the blurb, and I said, I'm going to do my normal outreach. And I did. They happened to be located in New Jersey. We're located in Pennsylvania. So I made a little note about how we're nearby one another. It's about an hour drive between our offices, as I would come to find out. But I sent my outreach. I mentioned the fact that we're a company that can help people that are new to the industry. And the owner 
received my outreach and called me. That almost never happens. I almost never get the, them to call me, but he did. And right out of the gate, we hit it off. We had a great conversation and they ended up purchasing our full suite of software systems from advertising all the way through to editorial. And the best part is they started with seven. Today, they have over 70 newspapers that they own. And they're all using our software. And man, I never saw that coming. When we when I first reached out, it really was just a, this is a small group that we can help. And now I think they're in the top 10 in terms of the largest newspaper groups in the U.S. because of what they've acquired since then. Yeah, man. Wow, that's amazing. This goes to show every outreach is important and you never know what's going to happen. And I told myself for every one of these that I've sent that never went anywhere, this one was totally worth it. Just totally worth it. Yeah, very cool. What advice would you have for others that are thinking about maybe running a similar campaign? Are there any lessons learned, things you'd avoid, things you definitely do, tips for anybody? Yeah, I think the important part is definitely have the call to action. Have the explicit follow-up. I'm going to call you or reach out to you on this date and follow through on that. And if possible, and I know it's not possible for everybody, depending on the size of your audience, it's not possible to personalize all of these things. I know that. But if it is at all possible, go the extra distance and personalize something about what it is you're sending. Handwrite if your penmanship allows it but definitely sign everything that you're sending. Because again, it just gives it that personal touch and it might take a little bit of extra time, but who knows, it might be worth it. Absolutely. Phil, this has been great to chat with you about this. I appreciate your sharing this strategy and your thoughts and your learnings and wisdom and all that. It's much appreciated. I'm happy to do it. It was a pleasure. Absolutely.